Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth. You're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Thursday, October 19th. I am Jill Schlesinger, finally back from my vacation. I'm actually recording this on Monday. So this is the first day I'm back in the saddle. I'm going to ask Mark Talercio, best executive producer in the entire world, to join me so we can chat about my vacation and how crazy the world became in the time that I was away. So hello, Mark. Hello, Jill. How was your uh, how was your Roman holiday? Oh, God, it was great. It was great. And it was um, an amazing experience to be away during a news cycle that was so disturbing and awful. And of course, it made my mother crazy that I was out of the country when Hamas attacked Israel. And nobody likes to have terrorism floating through the universe when you're getting on airplanes. But I did feel very remote from it all. It was very strange, actually, because I was in Rome for a few days, but then we went down to the south and it was not like 100% news coverage all the time. Every like It was just uh, you really felt a part of a different universe. So it was kind of great in some ways. And then I would get these random texts for people who were telling me, like, I hope your vacation's going well. I'm so worried about what's going on. I'm like, well, why, am, why are you disturbing me on my vacation then? Worry on your end and I'll talk to you when I get back. It was amazing, though. It was just an amazing time. One weird thing that happened, Mark. So we're down in the Puglia region where there is so many olive trees. It was insane, like 1,500-year-old olive trees, which is tremendous. Anyway, one of the ways that they kind of prepare for the harvest is they burn the leaves, the leaves on the olive trees, which created quite a stench. And you might hear a little uh, wheeziness in my chest right now because it triggered a crazy reaction in me that like I was on the inhaler for the whole time I was away. <laughs> it's I was like, it feels a little bit smoky out here. And nobody else seemed to react to it except me. Probably not good for someone with uh, asthma, right? No, I. but I, I. it did not deter me. And by the way, it was wonderful. And I learned a lot about olive oil. I learned a lot. We went on an olive oil tasting. Boy, did they trash other olive oils. Oof, the Italians love their olive oil. And it was great. And a lot of orecchietti, which is like the the patron saint of pasta of Puglia is orecchietti, which I love. So a lot of orecchietti, a lot of fish, a lot of chickpeas, read everything up my alley. I was very happy. Although I can't, it's very strange to come back from vacation and be like, oh, all I want is roast chicken. <laughs> That's what you missed, roast chicken? Well, you know, like meat, like, and you know, I'm not a red meat eater. So, you know, the roast chicken was sort of like, oh, I could use a good roast chicken right now. So what happened for you, Mark? So I did have my jury duty. It, uh, it was rather extensive, believe it or not. What happened? 
Uh, started in the criminal, or I'm sorry, the, the civil jury. And then late on the first day, the criminal jury, they were lacking jurors. So they sent us all over to the criminal side. And mind you, this is the week that Trump was down there and Mr. FTX guy was down there. Oh, no way. So it was a, a it was a total zoo. And then, yeah, it was turned into like a three-day process because they were trying to pick a jury for this criminal trial. So the, the defendant was in the courtroom with us. The lawyers were in the courtroom with us. They were interviewing all of us prospective jurors until they finally settled on uh, 12 jurors plus some alternates. And that took took a few days. Did you go down on bent knee and say, please, please don't pick me. I'm self-employed. And did you have to do that or not? Yeah, yeah. Well, I pulled the journalism card and the judge, he, he, the judge was a piece of work. I mean, he's a real character. He he kind of wasn't having it. He's like, uh, well, so you're, if you're telling me like something pops up in your inbox and you can just kind of look away and not see what it was about, right? I said, okay, sure. If you want me to roll the dice like that, I can do that. <laughs> Uh, but it was a it was an interesting process. You know, they go through all these jurors. Where you're from? Where do you live? What's your age? What do you do? Who lives with you? What does that person do? And then they really, you know, they they really want to make sure where you live because they want to make sure that you're not near where this alleged crime happened. And this alleged crime actually happened in Chinatown. So no I essentially way. said, so- yeah, I, I essentially said, well, I live in Chinatown. So and he's like, but is it possible for you to avoid this intersection where it happened? I said, well. I have a four-year-old and he has his parks that he likes to go to. So, uh, you know, you try winning that battle. Oh, that was good. So it came down like, you know, ultimately there was, you know, there was like a hundred of us jurors and I was like in the last, I don't know, dozen jurors. Oh my God. I can't believe you lasted that long. I know. I know. It, It was an interesting process. I had never gotten that far along in the process. But now you don't have to serve for how long? I think it's like five years. Okay. Oh, and, and of all, of all, you know, you're in there with a hundred and something jurors. Who sits down next to me? Who? My doctor. What? Yeah. Of all people, my doctor sits down next to me and we, and we look at each other. I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh my God. That's weird. And he got picked for the trial. Oh no. Don't get sick, Mark. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised that they would choose a physician who's still practicing. He wasn't the only physician there. That did not matter to these people. Hmm. All right. Well, I'm glad you survived. That is crazy, though. Jeez. All right, let's do some emails. We had a good catch-up. Thanks. All right, bye. We're done, gang. It's Jill and Mark. Jill on money and Jill and Mark on money. Uh, on the website, on the jillonmoney.com website, a couple of things that I should point out. The blog section, we have a uh, an article there about the cost of living adjustment for Social Security. Also, I have a very good article, and I'm already getting a ton of feedback on, about estate planning. I'm happy to tell you all that it is um, always harder than you think it's going to be. So those are a couple of things that are on the blog. We have a next webinar announced. It's very exciting where we have our boy, Dan Forbes. I love this guy. I trained this guy. And so Dan is going to join us for Jill on Money Live December 6th, 7 p.m. And he is going to be able to tell you about year-end financial planning I think he's also going to be focusing a lot on taxes because that's something that he does a lot of. Uh, Anyway, so that's coming up. That's at jillonmoney.com. And um, you can, uh, of course, get the free weekly newsletter for the subscription service. You got to pay 35 bucks and uh, get you quarterly live webinars, but you get all the bonus content also. 
And that bonus content, what's up there now? What's behind the paywall right now, Mark, that's newish? Uh, the newest thing, let's see. Well, we got Diana Henriquez, uh, Jean Chatsky's up there. She's like the 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 um the much more refined version of me. I think we'll be teasing that probably I think this weekend. Oh, great. That'd be good. Jean's such a pro. She's great, really interesting and uh, running her own business now, which is kind of cool. And whatever else is going on, you'll see on the website, but just click the contact us button if you want some questions answered. I'm sure we have a few that have piled up in my absence. So Mark has requested two email episodes this week. And that is why we are doing one today. The first question is from Jill. It's about life insurance. Jill writes, and it's not me, Jill. I really enjoy listening to your podcast. I always learn something new. So thank you. Today, what what did Jill learn so far? Jill and Mark like talking to each other. (laughs) Jill has asthma. Those are two things, big takeaways today. All right. Jill has a question about life insurance. My husband and I are 61 years old. We are both working. Total gross income is $210,000. We're thinking about retiring between the ages of 63 and 65. We have one son who is out on his own. We have two mortgages, $2,500 a month, no other debt. We've got about a million and a half dollars saved for retirement in IRAs, 401ks, brokerage accounts, and two pensions totaling $3,700 a month. Yowza. Through work, I have basic life insurance. It's worth $147,000. I also pay for optional life insurance four times my salary. And that is $143 a month. She also pays for dependent life insurance for her husband, 100 grand, paid by her 66 bucks a month. Is this life insurance still needed? If so, are these coverages enough or too much? Also, these are only available until I leave the company. How much life insurance do we need after we retire? Um, The two pensions are interesting here because I don't know if it's you each have a pension or you have two pensions that are yours or his. I think that the reason why people would carry life insurance in this instance would be if for some reason these pensions, um, you wanted to protect the person who's not receiving the pension. So some pensions you can only uh, have for one person's life. There's no survivor benefit. And in that case, sometimes it's good to have some insurance coverage in case you were to die early and then the pension benefit were to go away. But let's presume that you have some survivorship benefits. You've got your pensions. You're going to have social security. You've got your money. I don't think you're going to need this. If you just want to be safe for right now, just because, you can keep what you have in place until you leave. And that's like, okay, just in case, right? But otherwise, I don't think you're going to need these life insurance policies. So that's it, Jill. Um, I think that will uh, that should serve your, your needs here. Okay, this is from D, who says, I've converted some traditional IRA to a Roth. Can I make a one-time tax payment from savings right now? I would prefer not to wait until April as I will end up with a penalty for underpayment. I mean, you can certainly send the government money. The biggest problem you're going to have, D, is that God forbid we try to track down where this goes. You can make the payment. There's nothing wrong with that. If you have the money, it's fine. It doesn't really matter. You know, if, especially if you're, we're just talking about six months. Eh. Yeah. I mean, the easiest thing to do is wait until she files her taxes. And, and if, there, if there is any sort of penalty, it's, it's very minor. I, I, I would wait anyway, just to see. Things change. You might need that cash, you know? Uh-oh, Mark. Subject from Annie. Whole life mistake. Help. Oh, okay. Annie writes, I think I was misguided. 
um, into a whole life plan in my younger years and now not sure what to do. Okay. By the way, she writes, our quote unquote financial advisor sold her a $280,000 death benefit policy. Okay. The annual premium is $6,000. The surrender value is $30,000. From listening to your show, I don't think this is the best investment. Now, I'm not sure how to get out of it. How do you recommend I do this? Will surrendering the policy cause a tax event? I would need to replace the term with term to meet the coverage goal that I have. Okay, here's what's going on with them. She and her husband are 40 years old. They make 350 grand in salary, another 20 grand from uh, income. No, sorry, 350 grand total salary and 20,000 from income property. There's $800,000 in a brokerage account. There's 300 grand in a 401k. Savings account, 90,000. Two homes. One is a small short-term rental. Both have around a value of $1.2 million with $400,000 left on a mortgage. Three small kids, four, six, 10. 15 grand and 529 plans. All of their other end-of-life stuff in order, wills, blah, blah, blah. We've discontinued our relationship with this advisor, in case you're curious. We will be looking for a fiduciary next time we hire help with our finances. Okay. And he says, I'm a huge fan of the show. I've learned so much. Thank you. Okay. Do not give up this policy until we get you the, the amount of insurance you need. So you can do that by, you can literally go to policy genius or haven life or you can go online and just let's let's see how much how much insurance you actually need now what you can do is wherever the company whatever the 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 800 number is for the policy what you do is you call up that 800 number and you say if i surrendered the value the the policy right now would there be a tax event it may not be a tax event and i'll tell you why because if you put more money into the policy through annual premiums, then you are getting out in surrender value. There's no tax event. If the surrender value is higher than what you put in, then it is there will be a tax event, but it won't be that much. And you probably don't need this policy. So first, let's find out what the what the tax impact could be. And then let's make sure you get enough term life to cover what your needs are. And for everyone else listening, these whole life universal life policies that are sold, notice I say sold, not purchased, they are only really advisable in a fraction of the circumstances in which they are sold. So if you're being pitched one of these policies, let us know. If you have one, then we'd love to bring you on the air and talk through what it is you can do to get out of it. Okay? Excellent. All right. Now, because I yak too much, um, uh, one of the most important things for me to do is to say thank you all for listening. And also would like to uh, tell you that if you have a financial question, all you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Get in touch with us. Sign up for the free weekly newsletter. Check out my book, The Great Money Reset. Subscribe to this podcast, Jill on Money, on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Ah, so good. Lift someone up. Would you mind? It would be so nice if you did that. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.